are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, which is a look up Locked On Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And remember, thanks for making Locked On Dimebacks your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This podcast is not possible without you, the listener. So thank you. Now, for today's pod, we are discussing the D-backs walk off against the Colorado Rockies that secured them the number two overall pick in the 2022 draft. We are discussing our biggest takeaways and things we learned from the MLB season from the D-backs perspective. And then we are wrapping up today's pod by discussing the wild card race. So what happened on Sunday? There was a lot of chaos, mostly in the American League. So we will discuss everything that happened around baseball. So let's jump right into the conversation. Talk about the D-backs weekend because, of course, Sunday, it was a bittersweet game. The D-backs won on a walk-off home run by Josh Van Meter. It was a bittersweet moment because the D-backs avoided the worst record in franchise history. But at the same time, they did secure the number two overall pick, not the number one overall pick. So bittersweet moment there. But I first want to start with Saturday's game before we talk about everything that happened Sunday because the D-backs on Saturday night set up the moment Sunday night because on Saturday, the D-backs absolutely destroyed the Colorado Rockies. The D-backs tied a club record with eight doubles in Saturday night's game, something that they don't do a lot. They, they had an offensive explosion. That's not something we see a lot from the Arizona Dimebacks, and they were able to do that Saturday night. They had a whole bunch of different players go off, a whole bunch of players in their lineup from Paven Smith, who had a couple of hits. You had Christian Walker knocking three hits as well. David Peralta, Carson Kelly, Josh Van Meter, Ketel Marte all had multiple hits, all had doubles in this game even a Zach Gallen got in this game offensively with a double his first career hit Zach Gallen did a little bit of everything in Saturday's game this is why I love Saturday's game because this was the game that should have been game 162 I wish today's game never happened I wish the D-backs ended the season Saturday with the number one overall pick and a win because the Colorado Rockies ended the season with only 161 games played. So so I wish the D-backs could have ended the season as well, just playing 161 games after Saturday's performance because you had the big offensive explosion. You had the 11 runs. You had the 17 hits, four walks. You only struck out twice 
with the runners in scoring position. You were 7 for 17. The D-backs did a little bit of everything. Zach Allen on the mound. We've talked about how much Zach Allen has struggled this year, how he's been consistently average in every start. And on Saturday, it was more of the old Zach Allen, the first 30 starts Zach Allen, the record-setting Zach Allen. He went six innings, two earned runs, struck out six. He did allow two home runs, but Zach Allen went deep into the ball game. and Saturday night was a fun time for D-backs fans. It was nice to see the offense break out. It was nice to finally see some of the players smiling and the fans in the stands smiling. So this was overall a feel-good game. And it, the the feel goodness kind of bled into Sunday's game because the D backs actually like if you don't think of the implications of what the result had, it was a pretty fun game by the D backs because they did make a comeback in this game. They were down uh, early in this game. They were down four nothing after five innings. The D backs needed a late comeback in Sunday's game to pull off this miraculous victory, and they did it late, as we were saying. Jake McCarthy was able to score on a throwing error in the fifth. That made it a 4-1 game. Then the D-backs put up a whole bunch of runs in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning to come back, capping it off with the Josh Van Meter home run. And it's tough knowing that that home run was the difference between the number one pick and the number two overall pick. After a season like this, after watching this team almost set the worst record in franchise history, D-backs fans don't even get the number one overall pick. The D-backs end up winning this game, and the, this game is just bittersweet. The moment is just too bittersweet. Do you want to avoid the worst record in franchise history? What do you care about more? Do you care more about the number one overall pick, or do you care more about putting your name in history in the franchise record book for having the worst season ever and enduring the worst season ever as a fan base. Which one do you care about more? Personally, I would have rather had the number one overall pick because at the end of the day, who cares about a record? It just words in a piece of paper in a book yes it's a blemish on your all-time franchise or whatever yada 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 like who actually cares about setting the all-time worst record it actually doesn't mean anything yes it looks bad when you go back 20 years from now and you say let's look at the worst deep back seasons you're gonna look at that 2021 season and you're gonna say hey that was a terrible year by the D-backs, but you know what? At least they ended up with the number one overall pick and drafted that Hall of Famer that set up their next 10 years of their franchise. No, that's not what's going to happen with the D-backs. Maybe the D-backs still get that guy with the number two overall pick, but there's just so much more potential and upside to help your franchise when you have that number one overall pick. Avoiding the worst record in franchise history does nothing but make yourself feel good, maybe make the owners or the GM or the coaching staff feel good, but it doesn't do anything tangible. It just helps your own ego. Getting the number one overall pick, I mean, that could be the difference between drafting the Ken Griffey Jr. or the Mike Trout of baseball and taking the next Matt Bush or something like that. So, if I had the option, I'd rather have the number one overall pick and set the worst record in franchise history than get the number two overall pick and avoid the worst record in franchise history. But it's hard to get mad at Josh Van Meter for trying to hit a home run, for doing that walk-off, because at the end of the day, that's what he's paid to do. And I'm sure he's happy. I'm sure when he goes to the negotiating table at the end of the season, he's going to say, look, I had a home run to end the season. I had a this many walk-offs during the year had this many home runs. And yes, the home run at the end of the day was meaningless. 
and actually hurted the team more than it helped the team at the end of the day. But Van Meter doesn't care about that. He probably just wants to get his numbers. He wants to get the home run. It's hard to tell a baseball player, don't hit a home run when you have the opportunity for a walk-off win. So I can't get mad at Van Meter at the end of the day. What did I want to see from the D-backs on Sunday? I want to see them take a L set the worst record in franchise history, and end up with the number one overall pick. But I guess I'll take the number two overall pick as a pretty good consolation prize for the end of the 2021 Diamondback season. Now we'll talk about things we learned and takeaways from the D-back season during 2021. But hey, D-backs fans, this is Miller Thomas with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code BASEBALL and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code BASEBALL for up to 50 cent gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back is it's added right to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code BASEBALL to get up to 50 cent gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code BASEBALL. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the podcast. And thanks for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day once again. We are free and available on all platforms. And just remember, this podcast is not available without you. Now that I'm done with all the compliments toward you guys, let's get back into the pod and let's talk about the biggest things or takeaways I had from the MLB season and the first one, not just the overall MLB season, just from the Dimebacks perspective and the first one. It's tough to win when you have a lot of injuries. And this was kind of an excuse we had last year, but I think it kind of played into the D-back season once again this year. Because if you just look up and down the roster, the D-backs had so many different dudes out with injuries this year. I mean, you had Carson Kelly miss some time, Christian Walker, Nick Ahmed. You had uh, Ketel Marte, of course. You had uh, Drupal Cabrera miss some time. You had Seth Beer, Taylor Widener, Zach Gallen, Madison Bumgarner, Merrill Kelly, Luke Weaver, bullpen guys, Tyler Gilbert. You had so many different dudes. And when you look up and down the roster, the D-backs had about the D-backs had over 20 dudes on the injured list this year. When you look at their 40-man roster by the Dimebacks, basically 80% of that 40-man roster is on the was on the injured list at some point during the year. And it's just hard to win baseball games like that. I know injuries are never a fun excuse to use whenever you're trying to explain why your team didn't live up to expectations. But I think we have to talk about it. 
Injuries were a big part of the Dimeback season. So many of their best players, their entire starting rotation, missed time at some point during the season. Their best players in their lineup, Carson Kelly, Ketel Marte, all missed time in their lineup. Rotation guys, bullpen guys, so many injuries up and down this roster. I think it's a big reason why the D-backs were not as good as they could have been. I'm not saying they would have made the playoffs, but I think if this team was at least 90% more healthy than they were this season, then I think they're a lot more competitive. And maybe we are talking about them as like the same level as the Philadelphia Phillies to end the season. The second one, terrible bullpen this d-backs bullpen needs to be overhauled and there are a couple dudes i do like in this bullpen actually joe mantipoli didn't look too bad nowhere ramirez didn't look too bad at all uh there there's a couple guys who i think maybe should be brought back for next season and given an opportunity but overall this bullpen needs to be overhauled there's no closer right now in this d-backs bullpen that you would trust they traded joaquin soria who was their offseason addition to be their closer that didn't work out chris davinsky didn't work out for this team either Tyler Clippard was actually okay I, I would bring Tyler Clippard back for next season but up and down I mean Taylor Clark uh, Matt Peacock uh, Riley Smith uh, Castellanos was just all right I mean up and down this bullpen Kevin Ginkle what happened to that guy like this bullpen is just not good enough to get it done Humberto Mejia JB Berskakis Corbin Martin it didn't matter who the D-backs threw out from this bullpen throughout the season they were most likely getting shelled so this D-backs bullpen needs a complete overhaul as we enter the 2022 season I don't know if they're going to do it through free agency or through organic building through the farm system but this bullpen was boo-boo and garbage the entire season my next one no power the Dimebacks are going to end the season with exactly no players on the active roster with at least 15 home runs just think about that with Eduardo Espar traded to the Milwaukee Brewers, the guy with the most home runs on this D-backs team, Ketel Marte with 14 home runs. Even a Dalton Varsho was one of the league leaders with 11 home runs on this Dimeback squad. Like this team had absolutely no power. In the in modern baseball, when you see teams with four, five, six dudes with 20 plus home runs, the Blue Jays had two dudes with 45 plus home runs. The D-backs are only gonna have one guy with at least 14 home runs on the season. Literally just one with 14 home runs on the season. That's going to be Ketel Marte. I don't know how you can do that in modern day baseball uh, because there's just so much power. Power just so abundant. There's a surplus of 20 plus home run guys in baseball right now. And somehow none of them are on the Diamondbacks roster. I do believe a full season from Ketel Marte. I do think he probably would have got to... 20 home runs because I think he had a little bit power surge toward the end of the season. I think Kita Marte's power is legit. Even though we didn't see 20 home runs during the season, I think if Keta Marte played 150 games, we would have seen 25 home runs from Keta Marte. So be on the lookout for that next year. But D-backs desperately need more power bats in this lineup. And the next point I have about this D-backs team and season, it kind of relates to this one 
because they didn't just have no power. They also had no speed. The D-backs team didn't have one player with at least double-digit stolen bases. Josh Rojas had nine, which was nice. You had seven from Nick Ahmed. I think Dalton Varsho could get double digits next year, but what Tim LeCastro traded at the halfway point of the year. There was basically no speed left on this team. Varsho, Rojas, and Marte Ahmed can all steal a base or two, but outside of Varsho, really, there's not a lot of speed on this roster. Rojas is probably second, but I don't consider him a burner. Varsho can low-key fly. That, that dude is pretty fast. Varsho can really move on the base fast. I could see him, honestly, approaching 20 stolen bases, but the D-backs just aren't aggressive enough on the base pass. I think they should. I think they need to add more speed if they're not going to have the power. I think you need to at least have the speed. You got to be able to manufacture runs. The D-backs didn't do a good enough job of that this season, so I hope they enter the offseason and look to add some more speed to this lineup. The next one, there's actual hope for this rotation. Uh, I think this starting rotation could be a potential playoff caliber rotation. I'm not saying this is some elite rotation, but when I do compare it side by side to the Giants rotation on paper, I don't think the Giants rotation is much better. We've been talking about that a lot. Zach Allen is just as good as a Gosman. And then um, Garner, I thought he was really good at points of the year. Same with the Merrill Kelly. Uh, so I, there's at least three rotation members three starters in this rotation I like. I did like Taylor Widener at the beginning of the season. I thought he was getting hit around a lot more the second half of the year. Luke Weaver, I'm kind of out on Luke Weaver, even though he actually finished with the best ERA in the starting rotation at the least amount of confidence in him. So I think the back end of the D-backs rotation still needs to be filled out, but a gallon, a bum garner, a Kelly, I think those three are good enough to lead a rotation to a potential wildcard berth. Then the last takeaway, the last thing I learned from the Dimeback season, Dalton Varsho definitely has future all-star win all over him. And I think he's going to be the second best D-backs position player next year. This dude was utilized all over the field, outfield catcher. He gotten better at throwing out base runners. He gotten better at tracking fly balls. The dude made some spectacular catches in the second half, diving plays in right field, robbing home runs in left field. Dalton Varsho showed speed, triples, extra base power. I absolutely love Dalton Varsho. Flashed a ton of potential in the second half. OPS near 1,000 in the second half. Double-digit home runs in the second half. Uh, a few stolen bases as well. So I'm excited for Dalton Varsho. And I think the sky is the limit for that kid in 2022. Now we'll talk about all the wacky stuff that happened on Sunday in baseball and how it affected the wild card race. But first... Did you know Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? They got coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. They have so many delicious flavors. And the reason why I love Bilt Bar is because it's healthy. I'm a health conscious guy. I'm working out every day, but I have a sweet tooth. But it's okay because Bilt Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie. Low in sugar, behind protein, and high in fiber, so it's great for the keto diet. Just go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the pod and let's discuss all the wacky stuff that happened surrounding 
baseball on Sunday because the wildcard race in the American League absolutely heated up toward the end of the week. I mean, there were so many different scenarios. If the Red Sox and Yankees lost and the Blue Jays and Mariners won, then there might be two games, 163. Who knows how that was going to go down. If one team won and one another team lost and this and that and yada yada. All you need to know, Red Sox and Yankees determined their destiny going into Sunday. If both those teams won, then they were both going to face each other in the wild card race. Blue Jays still want to win their game because they still had a chance of getting a wild card spot if either the Red Sox or Yankees lost. Same with the Seattle Mariners. And the Red Sox and Yankees both ended up winning. So those two teams will be facing each other. The Red Sox had a scare in their game against the Nationals. They were down early, but had a big comeback thanks to Verdugo and Devers' two home runs. They will be hosting the Yankees at Fenway, who was in a tight battle with Tampa Bay. Tie game the whole time. Aaron Judge delivered in the ninth to clinch the playoff spot. And you just got a feel for Seattle Mariners fans because the whole season, they were scratching, clawing. They had a great record the whole season. No one really believed in them. Then the last few weeks of the MLB regular season, the Mariners absolutely heated up. The Yankees were struggling. The Red Sox were struggling. And the Mariners just kept chipping away, chipping away chipping away until they got to a spot where they were only a half game back of the wild card race with one day left and if they win and a team ahead of them loses they're gonna have a chance for game 163 to move on to the wild card race and it didn't happen for the Mariners they end up losing to the Angels and even worse than that it didn't even matter that they were losing because the Red Sox and Yankees won before the Mariners game even ended Mariners are going to end up with 90 wins. They're going to be 90 and 72 and miss the postseason. Shout out to the Lockdown Mariners host, Ty Dane Gonzalez. I watched a tough D-back season, but it would be even more tough if I knew the D-backs had a chance to make the postseason. Going into the last game of the regular season and they don't end up getting it. They don't even have a chance to potentially get it because the teams ahead of them win before my game even ends so it's a tough way for the Mariners season to lose and the same for the Blue Jays who stomped the Orioles on Sunday tried to give themselves the best chance to make it to the wild card race as well and the Blue Jays are going to end up with two dudes with over 45 home runs they're only like the third or fourth team ever to do that they end up taking the L as well. Now we get Red Sox, Yankees. Chris Sale went today, so you won't see him in uh, the wild card race, I'm guessing, unless he goes on short rest. Maybe we get uh, uh, Garrett Cole versus Sale. I'm not really too sure the potential pitching matchup just yet. But at Fenway Park, I do want to see the Red Sox win. I don't know if I've told you guys before, but I did grow up a Red Sox fan on the East Coast. So I'm hoping the Red Sox take down the New York Yankees. That would make me really happy. I don't want to see the Yankees go in there to Fenway Park and beat the Red Sox. I also feel like the D-backs are kind of Red Sox, the National League version version of the Red Sox because they always end up with former Red Sox players on their roster. Their managers from the Red Sox system, their GM is from the Red Sox system. So I do feel like we're the NL version of the Boston Red Sox. And then you look at the American League, or excuse me, the National League wildcard standings. The San Francisco Giants end up winning the division. They hold off the Dodgers, who end up winning 106 games, and they're going to have a wild card spot. That's absolutely insane. Uh, 
and Jane. Absolutely insane. Shout out to the Giants. 107 games. No one thought they were going to win that many games entering the season. They were able to do it. Dodgers going to have 106 games. The Padres end the season four games below 500. And actually, this might shock you. The Padres and Rockies finished the year only about four and a half games apart. Rockies at 74 wins. Padres at 79 wins. So they didn't finish that far apart, which I think is kind of interesting. The Dodgers are probably going to face Adam Wainwright in that first game against the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals finished the season with 90 wins. No one, the, the third team in the National League wildcard race, the Cincinnati Reds, finished seven games behind the Cardinals. So Dodgers and Cardinals absolutely ran away with it. Blue Jays finished the game back. As the third wildcard team, Mariners finished two games back as the fourth wildcard team. American League, I think, was definitely more interesting, at, you know, when you look at that playoff race because the Blue Jays are in fourth in the American League East with 91 wins. The Atlanta Braves won the NL East with 88 wins. So think about that. 91 wins in the American League East makes you the fourth place team. And that would get you the first place team in the NL East by three games. So absolutely Bonkers Sunday surrounding baseball. Mariners fans disappointed. The streak continues over 20 years for Mariners fans not seeing their team in the postseason. There are people who are born and are now old enough to drink, gamble, smoke weed, do whatever they want. That's how long it's been for Mariners fans, Mariners franchise fan base. So shout out to you guys. You guys are tough. You guys wear your hearts on your sleeves. I love following Mariners Twitter the last few weeks. They've been hyped every night after a big Mariners win. But unfortunately, your season is over, just like the Blue Jays. It's Red Sox time now. Locked on Dimebacks listeners, just so you know, with the D-back season now on, I'm focusing my attention and watching the Red Sox in this postseason. I hope they win the World Series. That's what my heart says. That's what my heart wants. I don't believe it's going to happen. That's not what my head says. We'll do playoff predictions on the later pod. We'll do end of the season awards on a later pod next week with JT Shorter. So be on the lookout for that. But wild season, wild Sunday in baseball. This ends up being a fantastic MLB season. Not good for D-backs fans. They don't make the postseason. They end up getting the number two overall pick. But Padres miss out on the postseason. You have a crazy AL wildcard race with Mariners and Blue Jays almost make it. Shohei Otani and Vlad Guerrero Jr. Breakout seasons. You had DeGrom going crazy for a little bit. A crazy MLB trade deadline. This was a fantastic MLB season. And I'm going to miss it as we're entering the postseason. And pretty soon... Going to be entering the offseason here for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Well, I guess technically they are entering the offseason now, now that the MLB regular season is over for the D-backs. So, D-backs fans, thanks for sticking with me on the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast throughout the entire season. We're going to be talking a whole bunch of offseason topics and awards and things over the next few weeks. Got a whole bunch of different podcasts planned for you guys to make it fun as we enter the offseason here on the Lockdown Downbacks podcast. Not just yet. We won't be entering the offseason here till the playoffs are over, but we got a whole bunch of topics and a fun offseason plan for you guys. So even though the D-backs aren't on anymore, we're still going to be bringing you Dimebacks news coverage and insight every day here on the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. And once again, thanks for making the Locked on Dimebacks your first listen here every day. We'll be back tomorrow with more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. 
Deuces.